morning. What's happening? What's happening? What's going on? How you feeling? Uh, depressed. Trying to help Michaela with all her school stuff. Oh, that's that's not depressing. That's a good thing. That's no. a good thing. <laughs> no. What, what do you mean? No. She's trying to leave. Uh, what? Listen. Burr has to leave the nest sometime, right? Look here. I, I get enough of this from Antoine. Okay. That's part of life. Right? Get that at all. <laughs> Fine. Fine then. Fine then. Well, you know, I can't wait to be an empty nester. So, hey, I'm blessed. What can I say? What can I say? All right. Everything else been good? Oh, we going? Are we going in and out? To, all right. Oh, everything else been good? Yeah, everything else been fine. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we got a lot to discuss. Got a lot to talk about. Um, if if Anchor doesn't act up, we'll we'll probably get through this uh, unscathed. <laughs> but, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Episode 61 of the Y'all Have No Idea podcast. Bitch, Scott here. And I'm Sean. Okay. Well, guys, it's been a while. I'll explain why. Um, but I'll save that to the very end as to why it's been a while. But we got to get all of this other stuff out the way. You had people being canceled, people being canceled, people being canceled. Um You've had versus battles happen. There's always a versus battle to talk about, but this one was my cup of tea. This is my <laughs> versus battle. And I'm going to explain as to why I told you all so, but y'all don't listen to your boy. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, we'll actually begin with... Uh, God, I, I even hate this, to start with this, but I guess we'll start with this anyway. D-A-B-A-B-Y. What is that, y'all may ask? The baby. Y'all know who the baby is, Mr. Jonathan Kirk. This is government. I just threw his government name. His name is there. Jonathan. I didn't know his name was Jonathan. Yeah, his name is Jonathan Kirk. I know. I yeah, you know, I you know. Me living down here in Charlotte, right? And I've mentioned this before about uh the baby. You know, he's from here. So he is Mr. Uh, 704. Uh, he is Mr. Charlotte, North Carolina. They, they, they love that man down here, okay? But in the past month, <laughs> he hasn't had a really good month. <laughs> mm-hmm. needless, to, needless to say, this month, has been, this month has been very controversial, to say the least. Um, if you haven't heard, I'm pretty sure you have, but if you haven't heard, the baby got into a little bit of a pickle during the Rolling Loud Festival, which I'm going to say this. Look, y'all, the fact that we are even still having festivals in this yeah. climate <laughs> is, is something else. That's a whole nother discussion. That's a whole nother discussion. But we'll just stick with this for now. So the baby was having a day, Okay. Baby was having a day. It was his set. If you have seen the baby perform, he's a very, very energetic performer. And he's a very good performer. Actually, I, I'm going to just go out on a limb and actually say out of the younger artists like of this generation, the baby is actually one of the best. 
And that's not hyperbole. He's actually really, really good. But we're not here to talk about that. (laughs) Oh, baby. So the first controversy, the the first boneheaded move that he made was bringing Tory Lanez on stage. Uh That in itself was like, dude, what are you doing? Now, the ironic thing about him bringing Tory Lanez on stage is a couple things. Number one, Tory Lanez has a restraining order against Megan Thee Stallion, who had just performed before Baby even came on stage. You know, we all know these these two artists aren't getting along right now due to Tory Lanez's interference and whatever friendship they have left. So then that was that. And, and number two, the Baby hasn't really been like promoting because they have a they had a song that came out a while back, but the Baby hasn't really promoted it like that because of all the controversy surrounding Tory. And then he just so happens to bring him on stage. I'm like, that wasn't smart. But he no knew one what he was doing. Yeah, he knew what he was doing. It was like, dude, that wasn't smart. But that wasn't the biggest controversy at all. It was his statement. <laughs> it was his statements um about HIV AIDS and um, his homophobic statements that rubbed people the wrong way. And it was bad. It was it was very bad. It was stupid. It was dumb because it was unnecessary. Like he didn't have to say it. He did not have to say it at all. And it's like you already have a target on your back because of some of the moves you made. And now this. And it's like, dude, you're so about to get killed. Like, you're about to get killed dead. So he made those comments. Now, when when the controversy first happened, see, I didn't see the original video. I didn't see the, I only heard the audio. And so then I heard like a little piece of the audio. Then I listened to the, then I seen the video and listened to the whole thing. Fire his DJ. Who is his yeah. DJ? Yeah, because some of y'all be suspecting this stuff is like wow sir so you gonna add fuel to the fire <sighs> so just in case you know what he was talking about you gonna make it very clear uh exactly I'm like, oh boy so after this is at once this went viral <laughs> boy oh boy everybody had something to say about this uh what is the young lady's name um uh, the the song Levitate is it? I I can't pronounce these people names. I don't know what is it. Do a I don't even know what song you're talking about. It's so it's a, it's a song called Levitating about. I think I, I want to say is uh somebody will correct me. I'm sure. Uh, I think it's Dua Lipa. I think that's the name of the artist. She has a song with the baby called. It's a remix of her song Levitating, and it's been climbing the charts. And she made a statement. And pretty much she took Baby, after the controversy, she took Baby's verses off of the remix. Elton John came out. He he made a huge statement. Came out and said what he said. Questlove of the Roots came out. He made some statements. I mean, left, right, up, down, side to side. Everybody had something to say about it. But he also had his defenders. Um, I call T.I. and Boosie the the raw uh, tag team champions of the world. 
Because they all T.I. and Boosie. T.I. is a person that probably should have just like disappeared maybe about seven years ago and like he would have been renowned as one of the greats of hip-hop but now he's just like every time he opens his mouth I'm like please shut the fuck up <laughs> yeah T.I. looking bad in these streets oh he looking so funny he looking so bad oh man it, it, you know I'm a huge T.I. fan oh, like, like huge oh. like go away you have your own sexual allegations you and your wife and you got the nerves to be sticking your nose in other people's business it's like you know you can sit this one out, right? Just just sit this one out, dog. Just sit it Ain't out. Got nothing to do with you. Exactly. So he he came out. Boosie, are we still really listening to Boosie at this point? Like, do we really even Boosie care? Boosie made any songs that anybody wanted to hear? I don't. I don't know. I don't listen to. I have never really cared for Boosie like that. So I don't. I don't know. Like, don't does know. he even me. still make music like right now? Maybe. Well, speaking of which, it's funny you say that. So, I, I, and actually, don't let me forget that because it's something I'm going to mention with, with this. As a matter of fact, I'll just get to it now. So, they came out with statements. 50 Cent came out with statements. Uh, Nick Cannon, he said some stuff. Uh, Miley Cyrus actually came to his defense, kind of. Uh, but in an actually very nice way. And Styles P, when he was on The Breakfast Club, he actually came out and said some stuff, which actually, I think, made sense. But after the incident, it was almost like, okay, so Lollapalooza uh, basically told Baby he was done. And then other festivals, it was a governor's ball, I believe. It was, it was like New so York, many York. festivals. Like, who knew about all these festivals? It was like festivals dropping them left and right, like... Where the heck are y'all coming from? Right. But it almost, all, it almost became like a running joke. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I actually was laughing at, at some of the like some of the festivals. Uh, it was one that the, uh, they said um, uh, Nickelodeon has canceled all the baby's performances uh, on this upcoming season and all that, which I thought was freaking hilarious. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it, was, it was so many of them that I thought was funny. But I'm going to ask you how you felt about this whole situation. And I, I got something I want to say about this whole situation, too. But how did, how did you feel about it? Because it was bad. But do you feel like Baby was, like, do you feel like it was too much? Do you, I mean, how do you feel about the whole thing? <laughs> no, I I was in the middle of asking you how you felt about the whole situation. Oh, I just felt like it was unnecessary. Like he talked about it was a call to action. Like I understand that, but you didn't have to be freaking offensive to people to do the the call to action. Like yeah. what does a why are you even thinking about AIDS and HIV like at a concert? Like what what does that have to do? Anything you weren't doing like no um, think piece. Like, why was that even something you had to say? And what do you care about what people doing in the parking lot of your freaking concert if you on stage? What what what's that in your business? Mm-hmm. It, it was no, my... uh, it 
it was the the non-apology it was the smugness it was the double down it was the triple down it was the arrogance all of that for me and then the kicker was the fake apology i was just like we know you ain't even write this <laughs> and then when that right. don't work you're gonna erase it so now you it looks even more disingenuous than it did in the first place which that's what everybody was calling him out for in the first place. Like, dude, your statement sounds whack. Like, we know that you don't mean it. You don't even talk like this. Right. Never. Like, never, ever have we heard you speak this way. Right. We know this ain't you. And if you want to apologize, why not do a video? You was all on the video talking about how you ain't sorry and this, that, and the third. So why weren't you just as loud with the apology? Right. <sighs> I've I've gone back and forth with this whole thing, right? Because on one hand, it's like, okay, dude, like you're again, you already have a target on your back. People are already watching everything that you do, especially when it concerns this whole Megan thing. Because remember, people tend to forget one of his biggest collaborators musically was Megan Thee Stallion. I mean, they have a gazillion songs together, which all of their songs have charted very well, by the way. Like, they just was on Khaled's album together, like, on a song. And it's just like, I'm not, I'm not for messing up a bag. And he completely ruined his bag. Now, on the other hand, I will say that I think the whole situation with Baby was this. Now, I'm all for people being held accountable. Like, what he did was completely just stupid, mind-numbingly dumb, and very ill-informed. But at the same time, I think people are also obsessed with canceling people when they do make a mistake, not saying that they shouldn't be canceled, not saying that they shouldn't be held accountable. But people do spend a lot of time like picking on people that do something wrong. So I've seen a lot of that too. So the reason why I bring that part up, so when Styles P was on The Breakfast Club, he brought up some very valid and interesting points, which I 100% agree with. So no one has been in baby's ear to let him know maybe what you have said was stupid. Because artists back in the day had ARs and had you know you know people in their ear like OGs like hey maybe you shouldn't do or say this <laughs> or do and say that because if you do this that's going to ruin your career and baby's young baby's what twenty six twenty seven so he still has a lot of years left musically because once you get to them thirties and you know your forties as a rapper. They start looking at you like, I don't know how long you're going to last. And even, I'm like, I mean, it can be younger than that. Like, you can be in your, uh, you can be in your 30s. If the song ain't popping, you're dead, pretty much. And it's like, so what he was saying was, he need people in his ear to tell him, you can't do that. And, but Styles was also saying, like, you know, people do need counseling because maybe, maybe he was brought up a certain way to have those feelings about HIV AIDS and didn't really know 
what the ramifications of that disease was, which can also be well and true. My only issue with that is then if you are ill-informed and if you don't know, you cannot say anything and be just perfectly fine. See, and that's where I'm at with it. Like, okay, I could understand when you first said it. And... I'm 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 gonna give him this benefit of doubt, which is still a stretch. When you first said it, you didn't know what you were saying was wrong. Boom. Everybody starts telling you that what you are saying is wrong. So your first reaction to that is to lash out. Right. It's okay, boom, you lash out, but then people still trying to reach out to you. At no mm-hmm. point did he sit back and be like, dang, everybody is telling me this. Like maybe is it it's like it's almost like it became an ego thing where he was just like, I'm determined to be right. I don't care if I'm wrong. Right. Right. And Which that's is... my issue with it. It don't seem like it wasn't people trying to tell him. It just seemed like he was just so determined that I don't care what y'all say. I'm just I'm 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 prepared to die on this hill. I think he was ready to die on that hill until that hill started costing him real money. Right, because the interaction with Quest Love was exactly what you just said, and his response was, "I don't even know who that is." First of which all, which was a lie. Cap, cap, bro, because you did a whole performance with Quest Love in the background. So I don't want to hear. Oh, I don't know who Quest. First of all, how are? Listen, I know younger artists don't know who certain artists is. Okay, I get that you didn't grow up on certain people, but you know who they are. Name me one rapper that does not know who Questlove is. I like that that cap, bro. Like you don't know who Questlove is. Everybody freaking knows who Questlove is. Like baby, really, dude. I I, I was just I that part had me heated because I'm like shame on you for even saying that. But no, I I I, I agree with you. When you have people that, and that's what, and I think that's what Styles P was alluding to too was. You got people in your ear. You should have people in your ear to have your best interest. And you should be somebody that can take that from somebody. You don't need to be the type of artist to where can't nobody tell you nothing. And every time somebody's trying to give you some constructive criticism, you firing them or you cussing them out or you not listening. Like you need to be the type of artist to where somebody can come to you and be like, hey, you was wrong. This is why Mm -hmm. you were wrong. This is what we need to do. If you can't do that, then you're not going to survive because you're just going to keep putting your foot in your mouth. Mm-hmm. But I see that with a lot of these newer artists that are independent artists, you know, getting broke on the internet and stuff like that, whereas to being on like a major label, you know, you will have those executives telling you like certain things, do's and don'ts and accountability. You may not, it may not be like held accountable, like for us to see, but behind closed doors, like, this is what you should do. This is what you not should, you shouldn't do this. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I don't think, like, like artists like Baby and Young Boy or, or some of these newer artists have that. Because you constantly... I don't think the record labels take the time to put the money in to do all that kind of stuff. I believe now because you could put out so much stuff on your own. And because mm-hmm. people are not really buying CDs and stuff like that, that the money mm-hmm. ain't in it like it used to be. I don't think that they even waste time on things like that. Right. And because I just see it with too many young artists. Like, and, and don't get me wrong, 
Back no in artist our era, development is what right, you're talking about. No artist development. I mean, don't get me wrong. We've seen artists from back in the day do stupid stuff. I am one of the biggest Tupac fans you'll find. But let's yeah, be I real. Know. But 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 let's be real. And I, I say this respectfully. Tupac did a lot of stupid he was a stuff. PR nightmare. <laughs> yes, Tupac was a PR night from ninety three to ninety five. Mm-hmm. Tupac was a mess. <laughs> you remember just as well as I do of all the stuff that Tupac did in that time period, and un- ultimately led to his death. I hate to say mm-hmm. it like that, yeah. but uh, we can we can we can be real. Yeah, told me something. Say. Yeah, call us for 20 something years later. We can be real. Some of Tupac's actions led to his death. And again, these younger artists need to have people in their ear more now than ever, especially like you said, with the access to music being the way that it is and streaming and, you know, music not being that go to to make money anymore, mm-hmm. like, like in the capacity that it once was. You really need to have people like, Holding you do you don't need to have a whole bunch of your homeboys just yeah, you know, yes yucking man. it up. Yeah, yes, man, and yucking it up every two seconds because you got a little bit of paper. Like, no, like you need people to be in your ear and tell you, like, hey, you said the wrong thing and you need to apologize and you need to be sincere about it. And it's just not happening enough, and you saw it. Again, now the reason why I brought up the whole cancel culture thing is because. It's like, I I get people are outraged, but one thing I saw on IG that kind of made me upset, <laughs> it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Is um, So Baby had posted a picture with him, in a, a video with him and his daughter. He was kind of joking, like, you know, I'm going to um, uh, switch to singing, you know, whatever. just kind of joking. He had his baby was singing with, like his baby was singing with him and people was in the comments, like getting that baby, like not the baby, like him, but get at his no, daughter. No, no. I'm like, okay, guys, okay. Misguided anger kills me. First of all, kids are always off limits. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Kids are off limits. Like, if you're mad at the baby, that's one thing. But when you start talking about his child, yeah, like... That's way too much. Crossing the line because they was like, "Oh, she canceled too." Like she didn't do anything, you know. <laughs> like, don't put the clip in the baby, man. Like, come on. Like, so I think sometimes we can do that to a detriment when we're upset about something. And everybody in the camp get the bullet. Like, no, focus on that person and what they did, but don't start getting at kids. Like, kids are absolutely off limits. So, um, I don't know what happens from here. But boy, he has a lot of baby. But, but see, the problem is in this era, in this day and time, in this society, people don't forget nothing. No, because it is, you get your little screen <clears throat> record, and then it's out there forever. Right. Which it's brings me to a long time for you to be getting stuff brought up when they be digging stuff from the back in the day. You don't need to give them a reason. Exactly. Which leads me to the Bootsy thing that I was going to mention. So, boot. <laughs> And this just makes the baby look so much worse. So Boosie has a festival, apparently, and he invited Baby to perform at Boosie's festival. And I guess the baby, like, accepted, like, the invite. It's like, 
I get it, baby. You gotta perform. You're an artist. You got music out. You gotta put whatever. Nigga gotta but, perform somewhere since everybody uh don't want to him to work with them right now. He gotta yeah, do something Bo- to make some money. Yeah, yeah but Boosie. <laughs> Boosie or nothing. Okay, Boosie or nothing. I, I I'll take nothing for two hundred Alex. I mean, I would too, but he was he had Tory Lanez <clears throat> on stage right after Megan Thee Stallion got off. So like twice. Does he really have a moral compass? No. Okay. Like yeah, Boosie. I need that check. <laughs> yeah. So uh, hopefully, um, I don't know. I I don't want to see people <laughs> lose bread. But you gotta move smarter. No, he deserved to lose. I don't think <clears throat> he's everything if he's really gonna take the time and like learn and, and kind of be remorseful and maybe change or whatever. I think he should be given the opportunity. But he definitely deserves to lose something. I seen that second video when he was like, Yeah, my fit my gay fans is clean. My gay fans ain't got no yeah, ass. My gay fans ain't I nasty. It's like, excuse me, huh? What do you what? Like, like for like AIDS. And again, this is all about unlearning past behaviors because society, especially in our community, like when you like had AIDS or you can, you know, you contracted AIDS or HIV, it was almost like they call it like the dirty disease. Like, but when you get older, Sorry, and you but mature, how long ago was that? I mean, I don't, that's what I'm saying. No, what I'm saying is that I, I love unlearning past behaviors. I, I'm a fan of that. Things that we thought was cool, especially nowadays, is not cool. But when you mature and when you grow older, you learn different stuff about different things. And that's that one of the things you just got to learn. 30 years old. He is not 19. I know. Sean, that's what I'm saying. I am agreeing <laughs> with you. <laughs> but it's just like, dude, just... If you don't know something, it is okay to just not say anything. And for Which the love of all of this, could have been avoided from the yeah, you would think. But listen, when I this mega whatever that I'm gonna win, oh god, <laughs> oh god, I'm never answering questions about nothing. I don't know nothing about nothing about nothing. Don't exactly. come asking me no questions because I do not know. You right. ain't getting no sound bites from me about nothing. It could be the smallest, jolliest thing because you could say you love Christmas and offend somebody. So exactly. I don't know nothing. Hey, I'm hey, I'm Marshawn Lynch with it. <laughs> like I, hey man, I'm here so I don't get fined. Uh, I plead the fifth. <laughs> I'm using every element of everything that I can use uh, to, to, you know, do what I got to do. So, yeah, I think he'll be fine, but it's going to take some time because, you know, what he said. Oh, it's just... still fresh. Give it by New Year's. He'll be good if he don't do yeah. anything else. Well, yeah. Yeah. He got to so. be quiet, though. Yeah, he got he got to be quiet it, for a it, while. Give it about the holiday season when everybody's feeling good. He can pop back up slowly, and and I think everything will be just fine. Exactly, exactly. He'll he'll yeah he'll be he'll be he'll we'll see we'll see. Again, people don't forget nothing. Okay, the twenty we're gonna talk about the 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 twenty twenty one Tokyo COVID Olympics. 
uh, that took place <laughs> from January 23rd to August 8th. We actually have the Olympics. You mean June? You mean July twenty third? You said January twenty third. That's a January. My bad. July. It almost seemed like it was uh, January. It almost seemed like it was that long ago. Uh, July twenty third through uh, August eighth. Um, the Olympics was something else. Um, it's it's so weird. So I, I'm always excited for the Olympics when they come because you know you get to see you know athletes from around the world in these mm-hmm. competitions and. I love, you know, so my favorite, um, um, my favorite sports during the Olympics that I love to watch, swimming. I love watching swimming. Um, I love anything track related, track and field, mm-hmm. love it. Of course, I watch the basketball. I watch some of the soccer and I watch baseball. Um, I watch gymnastics too. Yeah, yeah, well, that's that's my wife. She loves gymnastics and volleyball. <laughs> yeah. That's that's her thing. Okay. Uh-huh. So we know the, the United States um got the most medals. They had 113 medals, they won 39 gold. China was right behind them with 38. But it was some things that happened during the Olympics uh that took place. And even before the Olympics, we never got a chance to talk about Shakari Richardson, which we'll kind of briefly talk about. Sky Richardson fast. Had a win on Saturday. That's all I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She better. She better. She been talking a lot. Yeah, but old girl from Jamaica. I know. So she better win, Whew. or they gonna fry her because niggas is looking. Oh my God, they are waiting. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because they got jokes already set up. So I. Just, oh, you already I know. Pay for her, and I just hope she wins. Yeah. So we already know what happened. Sky Richardson was supposed to take place in the Olympics. Quote unquote fastest woman in the world. Has been for, you know, a, a couple years now. But she tested positive for marijuana. Uh, we all know uh, what happened. She, her biological mother had passed away and she was kind of mourning the loss of her. And as a result, she took a little bit of Khalifa Kush and she was <laughs> banned from participating in the Olympics. People were outraged. Uh, about this, uh, the IOC, of course, banned her, told her she couldn't participate. Us in this country, especially particularly us, we were very upset that she couldn't participate. I'm going to ask you, how did you feel about it? Well, you know me. I am a stickler for the rules. Mm-hmm. I know it does not seem that way, yeah, but I'm well- really like cutting dry when it comes to rules like even when I've done stuff wrong and I'm like well you know those are the rules rules are rules I was, um, I was, gonna, I was gonna say cap on you but keep going no, I'm just playing go ahead <laughs> so like as the rules as they stand they say they can't be smoking no weed you can't be smoking no weed mm-hmm. and then I mm-hmm. liked how people were like about Michael Phelps and they still let him compete but didn't he get punished because they found out after the Olympics? It was after. Mistaken? They found out afterward. People seem That's to what forget I that part. And then they did punish him. He was punished for like a nice little minute too after yes, he, that. Yes, he was. He was actually banned okay, from participating. So I, I, knew, I knew I wasn't tripping. So then everybody was like, oh, well, just because she's black. I'm like, no, it's because she was getting high. Like, I understand her reasoning, but like. Like she even said, I broke the rules. So I yeah. can't be mad, you know, at the Olympics, like in that instance, that they were like trying to be like bad to black women in that instance. 
know, because mm-hmm. they really wanted her to be there. Like they lost they a did. lot of money by her not being able to compete. Agreed. She yeah. And as a matter of fact, her performance would have been the most anticipated performance yeah. in the entire Olympics, no matter what sport it was. Everybody was looking forward to her being there because she was literally considered the best in the world. And you want all of your best athletes to perform. Yes. Now, it would have been like, oh my God, everybody got to see Shikari against the women from Jamaica. Like, it, it, mm-hmm. the commercials, it would have been a huge thing. Like, so they Absolutely. didn't kick her out because they was against her. Like, she, she got caught smoking weed. It is what it is. And people have to also remember that I don't know why, and this this is a this is a problem in America. America really puts themselves out there as if we're the only country in the world. Yeah, like you, we this is a worldwide, <laughs> and they they really care about us. They just, oh my gosh, let's make sure we watch the Americans. We gotta they they ain't checking for us that much. No, they're not. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. It's like you know because people were so upset. And I'm just thinking in the back of my head, this is a world organization that banned her. Like, this isn't, no, this isn't an American organization. Like, worldwide. And and you can, you can, you know, I, I know people were trying to pull up technicalities and all of this stuff, and this is like, but no. She broke a rule. Yeah, hey, on the world I'm sorry. stage. Yeah. Can you imagine the outrage? Has she ran? And then some came in second, found out that, you know, they found out she had smoked and they didn't say nothing and you ruined my chance. It could have been a scandal. Oh, they, they would have fried that young lady. Fried. You hear yeah. me? Man, come on, man. We already man, know how that You know if anybody would have found out, they would have <laughs> they would have turned it over quickly because imagine the money in the scandal. Exactly. So I'm, I'm, you know, for her sake, I'm actually glad that you know, it was found out before then, so she didn't have to go through the scandal had she won. Yeah, it, yeah thank thank goodness it was before because it would have been really bad. Yeah, but, taking her medal and it, it would have been embarrassing. It would have been bad. It would have been very bad. Um, so that that happened beforehand. Uh, but during the Olympics, notable uh notables that happened. Um, Allison Felix, the GOAT, Ugh. won her the, the GOAT. Won her eleventh go. Won her eleventh medal. I mean, listen. Child <clears throat> so, prodigy. I mean, she's a beast, but she's yes. been a beast. She's been a beast for a long time. Yeah, she's been a beast. She's been she's been a goat at this, and so it was very refreshing to see her, um, um. Um, you know, get another, you know, get another couple medals. It, it was just refreshing to see everything that she's been through. You know, it was just re- I was very refreshing. Glad she was able to like <clears throat> stick it to Nike. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's the, the way that they did her, did her yes. dirty. <clears throat> I, 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 I understand, and I'm a Nike guy, but I was looking at Nike like, mm-hmm. y'all really did her like that. Yeah, basically told her to stay in her place. Might have yeah. even said stay in your place. I think. Yeah, I yeah. Mistaken. Yes, yes. That that actually was a thing. I I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. So I, I I hey, I'm but glad she told she him, I'm, I'm gonna show you where my place at. I'm You're gonna right. get this uh 10th and 11th medal. That's what yeah, I'm exactly. Do. Exactly. So shout out to her. 
Um, she performed great. Um, shout out to um, men's ba- the men's and the women's basketball teams. So I, I seen the women play. I, I knew from the jump that the women was going to blow everybody out. <laughs> Looking at that roster, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, they have they had a squad. Um, I mean, some of the literally the best in the world on that team, and they just pretty much blew everybody out the water. The men's they kind of struggled at the very beginning, and then they recovered quite nicely at the end. Um, Kevin Durant again showing why he's the best in the world. I know some people may wonder who my favorite and who I think is the best in the world is. Well, there's your answer. It's Kevin Durant. <laughs> Not LeBron James. I'm saying that because I, I hope Elijah's listening. But um, <laughs> yeah, he's he's oh god, he's pro LeBron all day. He is like Shannon Sharp when it comes to LeBron. But anyway, oh no, yeah, he's he's that. Yes, yes, yes. Elijah is that kid. Okay. Anyway, so the men won. You know, the men won theirs. Um, but of course, we have to talk about Simone Biles. Uh, Simone Biles. She withdrew from the the vault and the uneven bars uh, due to um, some mental health things that was going on with her, and she ended up performing at the end. She ended up uh, doing her thing at the end, and it was so weird seeing the mixed reaction to that. And it's like, for for one, she's proven to y'all that yeah. she's literally the best gymnast in the world. She has nothing to prove at all. I mean, it was a reason why leading up to the Olympics, she was walking around wearing all this goat bling. And it's just like, well, duh, because she is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there's nobody better than her. So if she needed and to she take know some it, time, and she should. It, absolutely. So if she needed to take some time out to kind of get herself together, I didn't have a problem with that at all. You know, it's mentally daunting. I mean, I don't know how it is being in that position. And but I did see a lot of support that she got from fellow Olympians and Olympians in the past that has dealt with the pressures of of, of performing at such a high stage. And so I'm glad she was able to pull through at the end. And, you know, she ended up medal. I think she ended up getting a bronze uh, at the end. But that's all right. You know, she still. Oh, she I still thought she got home. silver on um the. uh balance beam uh, uh let me let me try this i was trying to find it i don't i, I thought i saw bronze but it could you, you could be right you could, it could be silver too i, I have to check and, and see but it, she meddled anyway <laughs> so it really didn't matter or but it might have been bronze and they got the silver as a group so you might be right and i might yeah. be confusing it with yeah that. But just for her to even get to even meddle anyway dealing with everything mm-hmm. that she was dealing with that shit alone lets you know how much of a beast she is. She still meddled. And she even admitted she, she wasn't even, she's not the best on the balance beam. <laughs> so, like, man, come on, man. We're we not going to front on Simone Biles. Like, she's not the, like, the greatest at what she does. Like, come on, man. Come on, man. But it was um, interesting to see them still take, you know, do the Olympics. Seeing as though right before the Olympics, Japan's COVID numbers increased. Leading up Listen, to it, nobody cares about COVID anymore. The way that the world is living, like yeah. it's not even a thing anymore. The way the world is moving around. Oh, oh, I got some things I'm gonna say about that in a little bit because I'm gonna share my little experience with it. But we'll get to that. 
We'll get to that. Um, so it was very interesting to see. Because remember, leading up to the Olympics, they didn't even think they were going to have it. Mm-hmm. So I was shocked. I was shocked that they still went on with it. And so many people ended up testing positive um, there. <laughs> I'm just like, y'all still want to go through with this? All right, cool. But they ended up not having really no spectators or anything like that. A lot of at a lot of the events. So I, I mean, I guess it was a success. With a question mark. Mm-hmm. An asterisk. With an asterisk, right, right. You should have just had it in the bubble. Go ahead, and have the Olympics in the bubble. Yeah. All right. Look, y'all. I need people when I tell people certain things. I need people to listen to me. Okay. I know music. I know some people may not agree with some of my music choices, but I know music. So when I tell you things like the locks is going to wash Dipset and everybody comes to me like, man, you bugging? Y'all should listen to your boy. Okay? Versus battle. The locks versus Dipset. Sean, did you watch? Of course I did. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you did. What did, what did you think about the versus battle? I'm just going to sit here and gloat after you make your statement because I got, you know, a lot of people to talk about in this regard. I was just <laughs> amazed at how, like, it was like a transformation just back to when music was just fantastic. Mm-hmm. And when musicians were actually showmen and they actually cared about their craft and they mm-hmm. actually performed and like gave you your money's worth mm-hmm. you know like a time ago like it was just fantastic it was like you got both you got the I care about what I'm doing or you know I'm just making money off this you know I just want y'all to pay me to fly and just be up here and shine Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was go a glorious ahead, just go <laughs> <laughs> it was a glorious night for me in my music group shout out to, to, shout out to my Wayman fam I'll see y'all later on today I had been telling people for weeks leading up to this battle that the locks is going to destroy Dipset Nah, man, you bugging, man. Dipset got anthems. Dipset got. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm like, y'all. The locks have been rocking together since 1995. I had the Funk Flex Volume Two album when they freestyle over the cream beat with Biggie. I had that album. I knew then that these boys were gonna be problems. I told these people, man, you bugging, man. You Dipset. <laughs> the locks have been performing consistently for years. Dipset broke up at one point because of money issues between Cam and Jewels, and Cam and Jim wasn't talking when the whole 50 Cent beef happened. It's like the locks have never broken up, ever. Ever, even when Kiss was doing, we all ain't never stuff. even known them to be in the spat. They handle all of their stuff in house. Thank you, and you saw it on stage. So let's talk about this versus battle. New York City, Madison Square Garden. 
You had shout out to D technician to DJ, who's one of my favorite. First DJs, of all, can we talk about the fact that they have Michael Buffett out there? <laughs> That's when you know oh, movie. These niggas got money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because you're you're gonna play a premium price for Michael. Oh, Let's Michael, just... he got Come a on. nice check. Do you hear me? He was not around all them niggas and the COVID <laughs> for some change. Okay, they yeah. handsomely to be yeah. in that environment. Yeah, you had to pay big bucks for Michael Buffer. Yeah, yeah, to. Yeah, to. So yeah, that Michael Buffer. Um, <laughs> did you watch the? Did you hear like the music before like Dipset and the Locks took the stage? Yeah. Okay. Shout out to Technician the DJ again, who is one of my favorite DJs. Right. He is from the Bronx. Keep this in mind. He's killing it too, murdering it, killing it. And this nigga played, hit him up. And you should have saw the chat. Like, what the F is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I was in 1996 all over again. I said, this nigga from New York is playing, hit him up. Whoa. Oh, the crowd started booing. I don't know if you peeped that. That's when the fr- crowd first started booing. I'm like, baby, we're in the middle of Harlem. <laughs> you don't play that. You should know better. You're a New York DJ. I said, oh, this is going to be an interesting night. <laughs> so, so that happened. And then the other DJs, not technician, but the DJs that was um, DJing for Dipset, started playing all this young boy stuff. The crowd booed again. My niggas, y'all don't know how to read a room or something? I Like, for real. Who, who, who do y'all think? It's niggas 40-year-old. Thank here. you. Like, you don't play little baby at this event. This is not the event for little Uzi Vert. You no. stick to your Tupacs and your Biggies and your Wu-Tangs and your Mob Deeps. You don't play. I started laughing. I'm like, of course you niggas about to get booed. So then <clears throat> they try to play Fabio Foreign's Big Drip. Fabio Foreign is from Brooklyn. It was too late. They still booed. <laughs> it was like, y'all niggas got to read the room. So I thought that was very interesting. That was a little t- tidbit before the battle actually happened. Then the battle happened. Michael Buffer comes on stage. Locks comes out first. So then Dipset comes out late as hell. And yeah. then it was Jim... It was Jewels. I don't know what the hell Jewels was wearing. That nigga looked like he was 2002 all over again. Yeah. And then noticeably absent is Cam. I'm like, what the hell is Cam, Ryan? Now, if you watch the Fat Joe recap, which was beautiful, yeah. by the way, shout out to Fat Joe. I was Apparently, thinking I was thinking y'all too. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was cracking up when he was saying that. According to Fat Joe, Cam was trying to leave. Yeah. What? what? Why are you leaving, nigga? You part of this. You better get your tail off stage and take this whooping that you' about to get. So Cam, like maybe like ten minutes later, finally got on stage with Dipset for the from Tip Off, Sean. First song in. 
I said, you niggas is in for a long it, night. It was a battle on, like, who gonna go first. Like, that was gonna make a difference. But Alexis was like, okay, we'll go first. Fine. Yeah. Oh, you. this is our backyard. Y'all yeah. go first. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Boom. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you comes on. I said, let's go. I turned it to, I, oh, man. I was like, yes. This is great. Opening tip off. I said, yeah, you niggas is in for a dip set. And from that moment on, I said, oh, boy. Now, like you said, stays, you know, stays presence performance, mm-hmm. right? Watching the locks perform. They're performing with their instrumentals on. Dipset performing. They performing with their vocals on. And these niggas is forgetting the lyrics. Y'all niggas is like, forgetting y'all, y'all own didn't lyrics? know these songs. Even if you don't remember the lyrics, you know the songs that you want to play. So listen to them. Read, you know, like try to dust up, like put some effort into it. I'm like. like did y'all not watch none of the other verses? Do you do you not know what you're here for? You not yeah. know what you you're supposed to do? Like I'm confused. Y'all was just here to get a check. Like what's going on? Right, exactly. And oh, Jada Kiss wasted no time. Reminded oh, he was him. like the best game of his life. Like he had like a oh, quadruple man. double. It was just yes. fantastic. Like he could not miss. Oh yeah. Y'all, y'all remember seeing Giannis Game Six of this past NBA Finals? Th- that's kind of what Kiss did, but we'll we'll, Man, we'll get to yes. that. We'll get we'll get to that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So they re- they didn't remember their lyrics. They got called out immediately. Styles just was like, nah, you know, get that out of here. And then the night for Dipset just got progressively worse <laughs> as time passed. Jada Kiss did that. Who shot to freestyle? Now, now I already knew the freestyle. I already knew because. I'm 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 a locks nut. Anybody that knows me knows I am like Rough Riders all day long, you know. So I already knew the freestyle. That beat came on. I knew what was gonna happen. I said, "Uh oh, <laughs> Dip said y'all in trouble." Oh man, he's a dick, y'all pussy, y'all neighbors. I said, <laughs> "Oh my god." <laughs> I said, so I started texting my boys. I started texting everybody in my music group. I said, I hope y'all see this whooping that's taking place. Radio <laughs> silence. No one wants to talk. Oh, y'all don't want to talk now, huh? Y'all don't want to talk because they knew it was over. At that point of the battle, there are five songs in, Sean. I said, the battle is over. Yeah. And, and it, it just got nasty. put. It, it, it got was theatrics, like the lawn chair. The bringing out oh. of the chain. Like, nigga, yes. we ain't come here to see none of that. We don't care. Like, y'all are confusing us with these new niggas. We ain't come for none of the smoke and mirrors. Right. This ain't Soldier Boy and Bow Wow where Soldier Boy go talk his way through it and make us laugh and forget that he's totally getting his ass kicked because, like, you can't really go up against Bow Wow. Like, let's be real. Let's be real. So, let's keep it on. Um, yeah, like we we didn't come here for none of the entertainment in in that portion. We just came here to listen to music and like watch the MCs perform said music. That's mm-hmm. really all we want. Thanks. Like everything else, we also didn't come here to see five hundred niggas on stage, right? Like around looking and stupid. Like we don't need none of that. Thanks. Um, and then if you can remember <laughs> your lyrics. And also perform the songs. And if you could actually perform your good records instead of whatever mm-hmm. the hell any of this is, thanks. 
and yeah, like that's that's all we really want. Right, and the and the lies they they was coming for blood. Like they they was not playing with this thing. They and you got to remember also, the locks started out with Puff and them. What's the one thing about Puff that everybody knows? What is Puff? Oh, they known got the for? artist development. They got artist development. Thank you. Like Puff, like Destiny's Child with Matthew knows. Like yeah. artist development. Yeah. Like listen, you can say what you want about Puff, but there's one thing you can. Like there's, yeah, yeah, exactly. But you got to remember where, where Puff came from. Puff came from that Andre Horrell Uptown Records. You know what I'm saying? That's where he came from. So when it comes to, like, performance, the one thing you came from on Puff... Now, I've seen Puff live. So I can attest to this. That nigga can put on a show. <laughs> for real, for real, put on a show. He gonna like, steal your money, but he gonna make you look good. Oh, he, he gonna, gonna make you look good. Well, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Puff... I, I listen as far as artist development, nobody's better than Puff to me. Like, as far as artist development, stage presence, stage performance, nobody on earth is touching that man. I don't care what you say. And you saw it all on that stage that night. Then it was the New York set. Now, I've been on record by saying it is certain artists that if they get played in the verses, that is an automatic win. AKA a cheat code. You know you are losing when even a Jay-Z verse can't save you. Cam tried, Cam tried to play Welcome to New York, which is a great record, by the way. Great record. I remember when the record came out, and it was a huge record. That nigga Jada Kiss and then followed up with New York, New York. It was the I it said. was the the uh the like production, like the speech uh. beforehand. It was uh, the, the camera placement, uh, the, the zoom in, like it was uh, just perfection. Perfection. Whoever did that deserves an Emmy, like today. <laughs> Give them the Emmy Award now. I said, damn. <laughs> that's all hey, I can that's all I can say. I know we are mad about them going to thriller or thriller or whatever it's called. Yeah. That X. Yeah. Money and production that they put into it Oof. paid off that night. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. That came on. I said, damn. <laughs> Man. And Fat and then, Joe, he said, I, I, I control my emotions. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Because, you know, he's on that record. So, of course, it was just like, he oh, said he man. He all the smoke at that point. Yeah. And then, oh, God. Then, Jewel's just dumb. Just dumb. I think y'all like girls. I, as soon as he said that, I'm like, have y'all not listened <laughs> to the locks ever? Do you know the records that Jada Kiss and them are on? And then they Ride or Die Bitch came on. I said, mm. Then our girl came on. I almost forgot they was on the remix until they played it. I was like, damn. Sean, do we have to reiterate what's going to happen when Honey comes on in that Mariah battle? Listen, (laughs) who's going up against Mariah? Like, who's doing that? Nobody's doing it. Because when that came on with them, the rappers, just the rappers, the crowd went crazy. 
they, they're they're guests on this song. Going to have to have like Mariah and friends, okay? Where people <laughs> just come on and be like, "So this is my favorite Mariah song," and then they're gonna just play her songs. They're gonna play her their favorite song that she has made. That's all. That's about the, the that's that's the only verses we're getting from Mariah. Yeah. Anything else is like, why did you do this to this other person? Man, it, if that wasn't enough evidence, then I don't even know what else to tell you. I don't know what else to tell you, but Jesus. Actually, somebody needs to have Swiss call me because that's actually a genius idea and I'd like to get my portion of the money. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, sheesh. Then the J-Lo record came on. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, I'm looking at you. And, and Jada Kiss is telling Joel, Joel's, you bumped your head. Duh. <laughs> like, why would you tell these gentlemen that? I, was, I was embarrassed for them. I am a person who oh, suffers from man. secondhand embarrassment. Like, I get it really bad. Like, even when I'm watching TV, like, I will fast forward through certain parts of shows because I just feel terribly embarrassed. So the whole time, I'm just like, somebody throw the towel like this is over like this is a massacre and it's made they look so bad and it's just, uh, oh, it, was, it, was, it was not good it was it no was, boy, no. It was no bueno and I, t- and I tried to warn everybody but no don't listen to me I'm like the locks got a million records they're gonna play nah I hate that I'm like Okay. And they are actual group, like yes, they are like, actual group. I know when you're getting winded. I know when I you you're gonna need help on this part. When yep. you're here, I know I need to be here. When you're mm-hmm. there, you like they know it's like shorthand for a stage. Like they mm-hmm. are a real actual group. These other niggas probably don't even talk to each other. They probably ain't talked. And the only reason why they was talking is to figure out how and when they was gonna do this. Right. Exactly. It was brutal. It was it was brutal. And I loved every moment of it. Because <laughs> I got the rub, I got the rub in there to so many people. Now like, who's oh, Patty Scott? I don't give a damn. I told y'all <laughs> niggas this was gonna happen. And no, don't listen to me. <laughs> yeah, I knew exactly what I was talking about. Don't put Jada Kiss on stage again because you will get murdered. He is 2-0 in versus battles. Leave them alone, okay? Leave Jada Kiss and his triple-double getting self on versus stages yeah, alone. Quadruple-double. He had the night of a lifetime. Man, hang his jersey in the rafters. Call him Mr. Versus, okay? Mr. Versus. Fab. And Murder. I know that was sad because that's his friend. And he was drunk <laughs> as a skunk. And he still mm-hmm. killed that. Mm-hmm. And then he came up here with his homeboys and they just dismantled Dipset. And it's just nasty. Leave that man alone. He is not one ooh, of Oh, oh, oh. Speaking of, can we talk about the album? Oh, what? Which one? Nas, I said that the oh. verses was nasty and then I said it's speaking of since oh, it perfect, just popped perfect, in my head. Perfect segue. Absolutely we could talk about King's Disease 2 aka the album of the year. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Which actually, I'm so glad you brought this up. I'll let you go first because I got some I got something I want to say about that. I'm, I'm going to say something. He did it again. And I for one am mm. so glad Jesus, thank you Lord because let me tell you I can finally like <clears throat> say this out loud. Oh 
I was talking to Antoine, and that mm-hmm. last album with Kanye, Jesus Christ, <clears throat> if they Got don't it. bury that, if they don't bury that and never play that again and never mention that it ever happened. And I was like, we was like, man, did we like like one song on there? So we went to play it again, and we was listening. We was like, so which one of these was the one? <laughs> we couldn't even remember which one we kind of liked. So like that whole album was just like, oh my god! But this one, from like Beautiful. start to finish, is like it's a masterpiece. Is uh, went to to listen to someone actually ride the beat perfectly, like mm-hmm. be in. The, like cohesion with the beat instead of the mm-hmm. beat being here and you being all the way over here. It's just mm-hmm. that's why I can't listen to that new rap because it's like watching white people try to dance. It's like <laughs> I, I'm not understanding like how you're not in the pocket and I'm my brain is yeah. confused because I don't know if I'm listening to the lyrics or if I'm listening to the beat and it just it gives me a headache. So to have somebody like actually like use the beat like as an instrument and like work with it is just oh and you know he's a lyricist yeah and oh my gosh and then it has Eminem on it and Lauren Hill oh man murdered murdered that verse murdered (laughs) Murdered that verse I was like oh wow like I was sitting like yeah that oh just it's a beautiful album. I love it. Way I, listen, King's Disease, the first one was amazing. I like this yeah. more than the first King's Disease. Yeah, me too. Listen, I, I sat in the car and I was listening to it as I, I, I was doing some running around. And I'm listening to the album and I'm just like, dang, this album is sensational. Man. The first song that came on, like on my playlist, because I had it shuffled. The first song that came on on, on is actually my favorite song on the album. That damn moments is an amazing record. That song is so dope. That is now a top ten Nas song of mine. It is just it's beautiful. I'm like, oh my god. You had EPMD too. You mentioned with Eminem and EPMD, which is crazy. Just to even say that, nobody with Lauren Hill, no phony love with uh Charlie Uncle Charlie Wilson. Brunch on Sundays, which is my favorite, a second favorite song on the album. Count me in. Just that album is just uh, so rare. And shout out to Hit Boy. Nas found this guy, took long, yeah, but he finally found his guy. Like a match made in hip hop heaven. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Now, I have to excuse me, beg this question. Excuse me. So, Nas has dropped two great albums in a row on top of all the other body of work that this man has dropped now i know you don't like jay-z so i'm gonna refrain from bringing him (laughs) up i know you don't like him everybody you know when they talk about greatest of all time you hear certain names you hear big you hear jay you hear Pac. i'm gonna ask this question Nas, I, now Nas is already in my top three. I, I don't want people to think just because I love Jay-Z that I don't love Nas. So I've always been a Nas fan. Always. That that goes all the way back from the beginning. I've always been Nas, Nas guy. You know, it, when him and Jay beef, I, I was like I was like torn because I'm like a really big <laughs> fan of both of them. I love both of them. I have my preferences on who I like more. I like Jay more than Nas, but it's not that it's not like it's a wide gap anymore. 
Because he used to be a wide gap a long time ago. Now, he's not so wide anymore. Can you put Nas as the greatest of all time after dropping his latest project? Is you must be greatest? asking other people. No, I'm asking. Well, I know you're. I know you're gonna say yeah. Duh. Oh, that's why I said <laughs> this can't be for me. <laughs> no, I know you know you got Nas as your goat, but but I have to ask that question because now think about. Okay, I'm gonna name the albums. <laughs> I just want y'all to sit tight. Think about this. I'm not naming the trash albums. I'm not naming Nostradamus. Garbage. I'm not naming Street's Disciples. Also garbage. And I'm not naming that Nasir crap that was with Kanye. So those three are not getting mentioned. And, and to be honest with you, and I know this may be blasphemous, so I didn't like it was written that much because I felt like it was just popish. Illmatic. Stillmatic. Untitled. Life is good. King's Disease 1, King's Disease 2, Lost Tapes, Lost Tapes 2. That's eight albums. And I'm, I could throw I Am in there. So that's nine. That is nine quality albums. Not too many people has more than two. <laughs> Their Not whole to career. mention lyrically how many people are like better. That's what I'm saying. Like then, then you gotta take. Then you gotta take into consideration some of Nas's features. I mean, only beautiful Cuban links. I, I feel like that's Nas's greatest feature ever on that Raekwon album with Verbal Intercourse. It, oh God, Jesus! I can listen to that now and still get goosebumps. That's all the way back in 1995. You got that. You got um, some of the Braveheart stuff that he dropped. Now I know people really didn't like the Braveheart stuff like that. But the, the actual album, like the QB's Finest album in 2000, Nas dropped some jewels on there. Mm-hmm. It's like Nas has been like consistently lyrically dope since 1991. This is 30 years? And you yeah. still this nice? 30 years? I mean, I mean, he didn't drop his debut album until 94 with Illmatic. But live on the barbecue was in '91 with Main Source and Arcanelli. So that's that's 30 years, and you still killing them. Again, I have to beg the question: Is he the greatest? Some people will say no. I'm only saying no only because of the commercial stuff. Because Nas commercially has never been like the greatest. But these albums that he's been dropping or he has dropped, you got to make a case. You got to make a case. So, hey, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say about that. But he's definitely in the conversation. He's he's top two or three for me. I don't, I don't have him at one, but he's definitely top two or three. Definitely. So, take it how you want it. Not, that album is sensational. I'm about to listen Damn. to that again today. <laughs> I'm about to listen to that again today. Um. I want to talk about this. I'm pretty sure this was interesting to you. PJ Washington. Oh. <laughs> Where's his mama? That's my question. That's all I want to know. Where is his mama? Or sister? He ain't got no older sister, ain't he? Nobody told him? Man, the internet, because it's all on the internet. No, nobody told you, bro, that this is a bad idea. Nobody told you. You didn't call Colin Kaepernick to ask him? 
You could have told you. You gotta find your own way to get here and back home, boo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you didn't call Trey songs. You didn't consult with Trey songs. Trey Trey didn't tell you. Nobody told you. If y'all don't know what the hell we talking about, PJ Washington forward for the uh, Charlotte Hornets. My Charlotte Hornets now. Cause I was about to I say yeah, because like that's, that's your team. Yeah, I actually like Charlotte, so don't don't front, don't front on me. Like I actually like the Charlotte Hornets. My my team team is my Detroit Pistons always, mm-hmm. but my secondary team, these shut up. But my secondary team is the Charlotte Hornets. I, I but I've always been a Charlotte Hornets fan since I was a kid. So that that you know, <sighs> he was married to IG Fitness model Brittany Renner. This is the same Brittany Renner that is also best friends with Tiana Trump. That ought to tell you something. The right porn there. star and be a lady <laughs> hold her baby and kiss her baby and I just be like, ugh. Mm. Oh. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Moving right along. <laughs> Apparently. No, you cannot hold my baby, ma'am. Right. Uh, okay. So allegedly... What had happened was PJ Washington and Brittany Renner was married. That alone is just like, damn. <laughs> that alone. I thought they got married. I thought they yeah. just had a baby. No, 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 no. They were... Shut up, Skyler. He did not marry her. Go look it up. Go look it up. This all look leads into what I'm talking about. for real? Go look it up. You think I'm playing, don't you? No, Jesus. So this is a pe- <clears throat> allegedly what happened. And I got to use allegedly, air quotes. So what happened was they had a dispute. She, she had the baby. After having the baby, she filed for divorce secretly. Now he has to pay 200K a month, allegedly, for this baby, allegedly. First of all, my nigga, you wife Brittany Renner. I hope Why? Look it up. Look it for up. For his pockets and for <clears throat> his sanity because that is insane. Yeah, yeah. The crazy part is the crazy that's not even the crazy. The craziest part is the red shirting of this of this dude. She red shirted this dude. <laughs> she red shirted this dude. While he was like 18, 19 years old. I'm like, man, that's wild. Yeah, man, that's, that's the part for me. I heard a sexual predator on Twitter. Man, they was killing this woman, man. I said, <laughs> dude. And I was like, I'm going to sit this one out because when dudes do it, everybody has something to say. So I'm just going to mind my business. But it, but it's yeah. like, I, I didn't say too much or nothing either. But I was just like, <laughs> dang, she straight ran shirted this dude. That's crazy. And then, like yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Same, mm-hmm. same thing, same thing. Yeah. But it's like, dog, nobody warns you, and and it happens all the time. It happened to Lamelo Ball with with Tiana Trump. Ironically, that he was Lamello, messing with her. Yeah, around here, Sean, around here. I'm like Lamelo. Nobody Lamello, is telling Lamelo ain't that the child? Ain't he the one that? Yeah, right? yeah. He's the he's the he youngest one. The dumb one. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do Leangelo like that. He's the youngest. Yes, he's the youngest. 
Yeah, he a baby. He a baby. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what they do. But it's like, dog, nobody told you. Nobody told you. I mean. She's like, if you want to come up, get you an athlete. Because they're dumb. Yeah. I seen it. Yeah. So. Terrible. Awful. Awful. I don't know what's gonna happen between him, but apparently he got a chance to see his son because he went, he went on his uh, IG stories and I'm like, I just miss my son. I just want to see my son. It's just like this is a mess, man. So why y'all don't mess with them IG models, man? They'll get you every time. They'll mess with the porn stars. They'll get you every time. Just leave them alone. Keep them over there. Keep them over there. But oh well. I know he hates Kanye's Gold Digger song. Well, I, uh, I just hope he's not spending it, baby. Put it, invest it into something good and mm-hmm. and, and try to hold on to it and stay healthy because Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Sad situation. Uh, Dennis Schroeder. Boy. Oh, my God. We're going to go from bad to worse. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How, sir? Oh, Fi- listen, I am depressed for him. And if he was my husband, we'd be getting divorced because what in the entire why? Talk about when betting on yourself goes wrong. Lord, please never let me have that much faith in myself, okay, that I would ever think that I could do better than 84 million. Please let me take it right there, Lord, and just be happy in the moment. Four Four years, 84 million dollars. Oh my God. Oh. To play for the Los Angeles Lakers, a chance to, to a chance to try to be a contender, a for real, not like no poop, but like eighth seed contender. I mean, like a real chance to go to the finals, and they gonna mm. pay you eighty four million, and you go get to live in Los Angeles, California, IA, and you said, nope, Sean. He went. <laughs> he he went down to one year, to five million dollars oh. to play to put to play for your squad, the Boston Celtics. It ain't worth it. I, <laughs> Let the me Boston tell you, Celtics. I would play for the Lakers for the eighty-four million for four years. Okay, and I hate that team. <coughs> just me. so. They could, I would suit up for the Lakers, okay? And I hate that team. $84 million? No, Pam, no Pam, no Burger. There's no way. And $5 million for one dusty year in Boston, the city? Love the team. Hate the city. Los Angeles, California. Mm-hmm. To Boston. Mm-hmm. I want to know... Who's catching a flight to leave LA to go to Boston? Unless is you're visiting people, or you are, you're an athlete. Who, who's taking that flight? Nobody's taking that flight. Four million dollars, Jesus! Let me tell you, that nigga better perform so very well in Boston that he better hope that he can ever see. Anything remotely close to that. Sean, he ain't never gonna see that money again. We're talking about Dennis Schroeder here. 
Is he is he Kyrie? I said he better hope he has a he better hope he had a Jada kiss of years. Okay. Him it and was. Isaiah Thomas. I need them both to like just give him a chance, Lord. Just one more. That nigga is not Kyrie. He is not ever seeing that kind of money ever in his life again. Never. Tyler. Oh my God. I would hate myself every day. Every day I woke up, I'd be like, I turned out $84 million. Lord, why, Jesus? Every day. And I'm not even kidding right now. Every day, because that is the way my brain works as a overthinking Virgo. Every day of my life, I would think about the fact that I, not nobody else, like it, it was beyond my control. I said no. I said no. To 84 million dollars. Yep. Oh my god, my heart would hurt every yeah. every morning. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. I still be the... thinking about how I didn't need that that freaking burning last week. There's right. no way I'm go- oh 84 million. Oh my god. You you know awful. you know what will, you know what would be funny. I this this is what I would laugh at. When the Lakers play the Celtics. And let's say the Lakers win and the final score is like 84. And Dennis Schroeder has to sit there and look at that final score. Like, let's say, let's say. The, Every like, time I see like, an eight or a four. would <laughs> <laughs> be so sorry. But that's what he get. Oh, my God. You didn't bet on yourself, fool. Take the money. This is one of those instances where you take the money. <laughs> Wait. Highway robbery, you was you really had a ski mask on at the fact that they're offering you 84 million in the first place. Yes, because he played like trash down the stretch. You of the were anyway. stealing from them people. You were stealing from them. Yeah. You turned it. D- oh my God. Yep. Yeah. With his wife. Because every time I wanted to buy something. Or I wanted to go somewhere, and he'd be like, "Oh, we gotta, we gotta think about that money." I'd be like, "Nigga, we could have had eighty-four million. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dennis Schroeder, no. Dennis Schroeder, Dennis Schroeder, boy, boy, I don't know how you did it. I don't know why you did it, but you did it. Sorry, but not sorry. That was sad to watch. Oh, eighty-four. Yeah, eighty-four million dollars. Jesus! Shout out to Shaq for reminding him about that. Shaq is just a funny nigga, anyway. But yeah, so yeah, Dennis Schroeder. All right, y'all. All right, y'all. All right, now to some serious stuff. I mentioned COVID earlier. I'm going to share a very deep personal story about COVID nineteen hitting my house. And Sean, I called you already. You already know what happened, but I'm going to go into some more detail about what happened. So the reason why we didn't record probably almost all this month and and a little bit of last month is because I, myself, my wife, and my son, my oldest, all contract uh, contract to COVID-19. We don't know how we got it. We all stay relatively safe. We wear our mask. We wash our hands. We stay socially distanced. We don't really do too much of nothing. We don't know how it happened. Um, even though Elijah feels like it was from his job because some of his coworkers were sick um, and unfortunately still came to work. 
I'm going to tell y'all this because I'm not to, you know, sound, but look, we have been advocates for um, being safe and, and doing what we're supposed to do with this disease. You don't need me to tell you that COVID is real. You don't need me to tell you that it's, you know, but I am going to tell y'all honestly that I did not think that I was going to survive. And that's me. But the scariest part of this whole experience was my wife. I didn't think she was going to make it for real. Like, it was that bad. <clears throat> um, it happened, uh, what was it, three, four weeks ago? I can't remember exactly what date. I've, I've lost so much track of time that I'm still trying to get my routine back. But when I tell you, when I tell you, uh, this was the worst thing I have ever experienced in my life from a sickness standpoint, from a, a, my body being not being itself standpoint. It is the absolute, absolute worst thing I've ever experienced. Um, I need y'all to stop saying stuff like this is like the flu. No, it's not. I've had the flu. I've had it a few times, actually. No, it's not. It's not just a common cold. That's not what this is. I had full-blown COVID. Not little baby asymptomatic COVID. Not mild symptoms, mild cough mm-hmm. COVID. I had full-blown, severe, you might not make it tonight COVID. It got to the point where it was so bad, my mom, who was a nurse, she's a nurse of 41 years, almost flew out here to, just to take the kids just so we could go to the hospital. It was that bad. Um, <clears throat> some of the things that I experienced, now this is just me. Um, I, Sean, I'll talk to you about the delirium. Mm-hmm. There is nothing worse than when your headspace is gone. Nothing. My headspace was completely gone. I had this, and I told you what the thoughts was. I'm not going to share them, but I had these two thoughts for three days straight and nothing else. And that was it. And it was driving me insane. It was driving me so insane that I literally was like, I'm about to run in front of a moving car. It was this bad. And I'm not even joking. My temp, the highest it got was 103. Um, I couldn't eat. I had no sense of smell, no sense of anything. Uh, when it came, you know, when it comes to my five senses. Um, all I literally ate was watermelon. And all I drank was water, Gatorade, orange juice, and ginger ale. That was it. I, at that point, I think I lost maybe 15, 20 pounds. I've gained a lot of it back now because I can actually eat. Um, but it was <clears throat> one of the worst things I've ever experienced. Um, Tylenol didn't help. Airborne didn't help. None of that helped. <laughs> really, it was the most amount of pain I've ever been in in my life. And I'm going to say I thank God every single day that I am still alive because I literally think I was going to make it. Now, this is just me. The, th- those were my symptoms. Elijah, he recovered in like three days, so he was pretty much good. Only thing he had was a cough and he couldn't sleep. Oh, and that was also part of my delirium. I couldn't sleep. I was awake literally for three days straight, probably. 
And if I did sleep, I don't remember it. Um, but he recovered quite nicely. But then my wife, and this was the scariest part. And I've almost been married. It'd be 19 years this year. Um, and I cherish every quaking moment with my wife. But when you see your wife, it's something about when you see your wife almost about to lose their lives. It does something to you. I thank God that I was able to have as much strength as I did to take care of her. Because these were her symptoms. Not only did she have a high temperature. I, I, I don't even remember if she took her temperature or not. But not only did she have a fever and loss of smell and, you know, losing her five senses, she couldn't talk. She couldn't say a word for like three days. Couldn't talk. She couldn't breathe. She had trouble breathing. That was the scariest part of this whole experience is that she couldn't breathe. She was vomiting, vomiting and dry heaving. She couldn't sleep. And her body was completely aching. But it was the not being able to breathe part. That was the scariest part of this whole thing. And because we had to be socially distanced in the house, that made it even worse. So it wasn't like I could just walk in the room and just, you know, check on her like I wanted to. I also had to be safe for myself, but it's like, that's my wife. I'm not just going to leave her. Oh, y'all were separated from each other even in the house? Yeah, yeah even in the house. Oh, we were separated I thought that y'all would be, t- that y'all were together since y'all were <clears> both single. I didn't even no. know that y'all, oh, no, oh, no. Yeah, we had to. We oh, had that's to. Terrible. We had to because that not that's not just the requirement, but she couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So we had to be distant, and that's what made it even harder for us. Is that I could like in the bed, like I would try to sleep in the bed. I couldn't, couldn't do it, couldn't do it. And then she would try to sleep. She she actually could sleep some nights, but I would just be sitting there and I was uncomfortable. And with me being delirious the way that I was. It made it even worse. So I would just come up to the living room because we got a TV up here where I'm actually recording right now. And I would try to watch like TV shows and, and nothing, nothing would suffice. Nothing would work. But the heavy breathing part, I'm trying to tell y'all, it was the scariest thing I've ever seen. And I'm trying to monitor her but I'm trying to monitor myself and then I'm trying to monitor my son and oh, my daughters are here. So I got to make sure they're safe because they had COVID earlier this year and I'm doing everything in my power to not be around them. So they wouldn't get it again. So it was serious. It was, it was this serious. Um, My mom, I mentioned my mom earlier. I taught, I called her one night. It was like 12 something in the morning. And you know, whenever someone calls somebody late at night, you know it's bad. And I'm I'm literally panicking because of me and because of her. And she almost was like, Do you need me to catch a flight? And I said, No, mom, I can't put you, you know, in harm's way because my mother is a breast cancer, uh, cancer survivor. And so I'm not gonna put her in harm's way. Mm-hmm. You know, her being, you know, recovering from cancer. And yes, she's she has her shots. She's you know she's good with her vaccination and everything. But I can't do that to her. Mm-hmm. And so you know she was like, "Well, do you need to go to the hospital?" I'm like, "Mama, I don't know. I couldn't drive." So 
because me being delirious, like the okay, so like days before everything kind of went array, I tried to drive and I couldn't see straight. This has never happened before. It was the scariest thing. I couldn't see straight. It literally took me an hour. Now, Walgreens is literally, I could walk to Walgreens from my house. Food Line, which is our grocery store, like, Kro- like Kroger is up north, that, it's like a mile from my house. It's like, maybe like a quarter mile from my house. Not far at all. It took me an hour, literally an hour, to go in and out both stores combined. And that's when I knew something was wrong. Um, so I couldn't, so at that time, like fast forward to, you know, back to when I called my mom, I couldn't drive. So I'm like, I'm not going to call an ambulance. That's, I, you know how much ambulances cost? I'm like, I'm not paying this money for no ambulance. Absolutely not. So I'm like, I told my mom, I said, mom, look, we're just going to try to wait it out. We're just going to try to survive and do what we got to do. And my mama was pissed, by the way, that I told her this. She was angry. Yeah, me too. She was angry. You were mad too. She about cussed me out. (laughs) She about cussed me out because safety first. And she's Mm -hmm. always taught me about, you know, being healthy and and, and everything. So she was like, you need to get your tail to the hospital. Yeah, because I was just worried about y'all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so was everybody else. And she was like, no, seriously, go to... I'm like, mama, I don't want to go because my mindset is is this. Every time I see COVID patients go to the hospital, they don't make it out that hospital. And I, that was my mindset the whole time. I said, I can't do this. Like, I, I have to... So I just, like, I started praying the hardest I've ever prayed in my life. I'm I'm, like, in tears praying. Like, God, please, like, you know... Whatever you can do, God, you know. So I'm praying every night, you know, slowly but surely things start to get better. Um, then, you know, her shortness of breath goes away. And then she's able and to that talk. That is terrible. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, so I'm trying to tell you. Scariest thing I've ever dealt with. I know. When I was having, that's how I knew that it wasn't right for me. I couldn't, like, lay on my Mm-hmm. It felt like somebody was on my chest. I couldn't breathe. And if I sat up, I mm-hmm. never experienced not being able to breathe before. Yeah. It was. Yeah, yeah. I know. It, 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 it changed my life. And so mm-hmm. slowly but surely, we all started getting better. Um, again, her shortness of breath went away. Um, and, you know, we, we started recovering, started recovering. You know, we're and, and you know. We got to the point where, you know, we were able to gain full strength back and we we ended up getting out of it. Um, thank God. Yeah, thank God. I thank God every day. Like, I, I kid you not. I mean, I'm already, you know, grateful to God for a lot of things. But this right here, I, I'm saying this to say, please, y'all, y'all don't want what I had. Y'all don't want what my wife had. Y'all don't want what my son had. It is very very serious um so we recovered we ended up getting our test done everybody tested negative and i'm going back to work that following monday i got my first uh dose um my vaccination dose um so um i don't and and i'm I'm gonna say this um if you do not get vaccinated fine you know I, I don't 
I'm at the point now where I don't get on people for that anymore because it's your own individual battle you got to fight. If you don't want to get vaccinated, it is your choice. You have the freedom to do whatever you want. But I urge you to, if you want to, do it. If not, I'm not going to judge. Because if you're not, please wear your mask and please try to stay home. That's what, and that's where I was going to get at. At least still follow the protocol if you're not going to do it. You know what I'm saying? For your um, safety. Exactly. And no, not just your safety, others. others I mean, safety. well, yeah, but I'm saying if you're not vaccinated, you definitely won't wear your mask. Right. Right. But I, I need people to really stop saying stuff like this isn't real and this isn't what y'all think it is and it's man-made and all this other crap. I need y'all to lay off of the conspiracy theories and lay off of the the stuff that you the, all this misinformation on the internet. It's yeah, the, so uh, it's not even FDA approved. Oh, you can God, still man. get sick if you get it. We don't my, know what's in it. My, when people say stuff like that, it's like my <laughs> nigga, you smoke. <laughs> like you, you smoke. We'll take a Tylenol. You have no idea what's in that Tylenol. My nigga, y'all go to Taco. You Bell. don't even know if it is Tylenol, right? <laughs> y'all go to Taco Bell, McDonald's. Y'all don't Ooh, know what's McDonald's. in that stuff. That is not food. <laughs> but I'm just saying when people say stuff Some like that. Some of it is tasty, but it's not food. None of it is food. Right. And I'm just like, but y'all don't know what's in it. <laughs> like for I real. don't know if they know what's in it. Right, but but I'm just saying I'm saying like when people say stuff like that, I'm just like, but you don't know what's in a bag of Doritos. <laughs> you know what I mean? So but 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 I, I did a lot of soul searching during the time that I was sick. And I'm not you know, I have to make sure that I'm not coming off as judgmental towards people for certain stuff anymore because, man, listen, life is too short. I, I don't have the time nor the patience to be worried about. I was about. Gonna tell you. It's like your whole, when you have like a for real legit near-death experience, your whole perspective on life changes. Stuff mm-hmm. you thought matters, don't and other stuff you realize you need to like put more effort in. It's like you are literally a whole new person. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what happened with us, man. Um, listen, I, I will never, I mean, I mean, I'm already masked up. Even when, when I, you know, get my second dose and oh God, this damn booster shot that they talking about. Ugh, I, I ain't looking I, forward to that at I, all. I know, I know. I'm still going to be That second up. shot had me so sick. Yeah, and the first one, just the one I just got, just this past Monday. I was had fine me down. with the first one. All I had was like my arm was sore. Like that mm-hmm. night it started getting tight, and then that next day was like extra heavy and sore. But after that, yeah. I was fine. Yeah. But that second shot, I threw up from like freaking a.m. till like four p.m. every fifteen minutes. I was Dang. like, oh my god, it was awful. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to. Do- I'm I'm gonna do it, but I ain't looking forward to doing anything. <laughs> right, right, right. So, um, for 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 the love of God, please be safe. Wear your doggone mask. Actually, it is now not- Delta variant, Lambda variant, like, mm-hmm. and it's about to be cold. Yeah, so which makes it even worse. Regular colds. It's mm-hmm. just. It's gonna be rough. Be it's gonna be rough. Please. Yeah, please be safe. And I, I mean, 
Like, seriously, please be safe. Y'all do not want what I had. Y'all do not want what my wife had. I'm telling you, for 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 just for your family's sake, seeing seeing my wife like that, that that alone like changed everything for me. Mm-hmm. Because there's there's nothing in the world I wouldn't do for her. I would I would I would catch a bullet for her, like everything, like seriously. And I don't ever want to deal with that again. That's the part. I, me, like, okay, I can, I can stomach me, like, you know what I'm saying. But I can't stomach my wife and my children, seeing them like that. And so, be safe. Don't play with this. Stop playing with this. This is not a game. And I don't know why people think and that this is a all, game. And first of all, stop listening to these stupid Republicans that are not living the life that they're feeding y'all, okay? They are exactly. double vaxxed, all right? They're yes. getting boosters. They get an experimental treatment that mm-hmm. we ain't got access to. Them people protecting themselves. Exactly. Please stop letting them feed y'all bullcrap. Exactly. Like like uh, Governor Abbott down there in Texas. <sighs> Homies- you see him? All the people was hugging on him and he yeah. breathing all on him. And then yeah. the next day he talking about he got COVID. Yeah. Now all them people like gotta get tested. Yeah. A- again, it's just it's just stop playing. Like this is not a game. And I had it. I can tell you, y'all don't want what I had. I I I, I'm, I can repeat it like 80,000 80, times. Y'all don't want this, just man. Don't say this 84. Is, yeah, just don't say 84. Dennis Schroeder might, might pop up out of nowhere. Like, <laughs> might pop up like The Undertaker. But, no, nah, and, and, yeah, so y'all stay safe, man. It's not again. I wanted to just share this story, man, because I, I think that if I can at least help someone, um, you know, that is struggling with COVID and the belief system, which at this point you should not even be struggling with this, um, because we're what almost two years in now, <laughs> and we're still talking about is COVID real? Like we shouldn't even be having this conversation, honestly. But if if I can help someone out and anyone that's having you know anxiety about COVID and about every the you know the responses and and the vaccination stuff, um, take it from somebody who had it. I think that sometimes we don't really consider it until you hear from someone that had it or or worst case scenario it happens to you if i could just save somebody from that i would do anything mm-hmm. to do that you know i'm i'm a people's person you know i i i genuinely care about people and their well-being which is why i go through extremeness to make sure that i'm safe and to make sure that my family is safe and it it again it worst experience of my life and I've experienced some things in my life, but this by far, and it's not even close, is the worst thing I've ever dealt with. And I don't ever want to deal with that again. Sean, I know you were very upset with me when I did not when I told you. So, so, so when you when you got the news that I had it, I know I know your first thoughts, but then when I talked to you again, what was you thinking? Because I know you was bored. I know you was bad. Listen. Okay, so my friend Janae, she listens to the podcast all the time, and she, uh, uh-huh. we were uh, talking about it. She was asking, like, when were we going to record? And I, I had told her it was going to be a minute because you were sick. And I was like, I'm not so mad at him. I said, when we get on this podcast, I'm going to cuss Skylar's ass out because <laughs> he had me so 
scared. I was like, I don't understand why people keep trying to die on me. Like, I don't appreciate this stress. Mm-hmm. First, yeah. my daddy did it, and I had to watch him, and I'm just like, because he was so skinny, and he couldn't talk. Yeah. I was so scared that he was going to yeah. die. And then and then he's like, you, t- you thought you needed to go to the hospital, but you was going to wait it out. I was like, no, you know. Bro. <laughs> I don't care. Just go to the hospital, do whatever you got. Like, oh my god, I was so stressed. I was sitting there, I was like, if Skylar die on me, oh the beef that we are going. Oh to have. man, I know. Oh my god, I, I was know. gonna be. I was so pissed. Oh yeah, I, was I, like, know. I don't need this. Oh Jesus, I was so, I was so worried. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm oh, I, I, I know, <laughs> I know. I was even scared to text. I'm like, I don't know if I'm texting her at all. <laughs> Or calling, I don't know. I, I was scared. Oh, I didn't tell you the worst part. So this 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 actually happened. This was the worst the part. Worst of part. This is one of the worst parts of the whole experience. So my, so my wife lost weight. She lost literally probably about thirty pounds, right? So the kids haven't seen her because she's been in the room. So I made sure that the kids didn't see her. Savandra, she walked out that room. And my kids saw her, my older two. Now my youngest daughter, she's been, she's getting, she's my little cub buddy, so she been around. But my oldest two haven't seen her, and she stuck her head out the door, so her body was showing. My oldest two broke down, like broke down, broke down. I had to console them for like forty five minutes. Elijah broke down, and and he, and he, my oldest ones. They don't cry that much <laughs> at all, un- unless something happens. But when they saw their mama like that, I had to console them because they literally thought that she was she was done. Oh, and man. that was the hardest part. That was the second hardest thing I had to deal with was consoling mm-hmm. my oldest two. And that that alone, it was just like, God, I really need my family back because I can't deal with this. Mm-hmm. Um, especially my oldest daughter, she definitely doesn't cry. She's like, she's tough as nail. She's a goddamn old Virgo. I was she, just about to like, ask you. I was like, is that your? Virgo? <laughs> yeah, that's my Virgo. She's so mean and feisty and just oh, she's so annoying. But I love her to pieces. <laughs> she's my toughest nails, baby. And when I see her broke down, is what broke me down. You know, it's something about daddy daughter connection. And she just she her her tears just wouldn't let up, and she just said, you know, and and her in the middle of her crying, she said, "I just want my mommy back." Mm-hmm. I just broke down. I lost it, and um, yeah. So, you know, please stay safe, y'all. Please stay safe. Um, I can't reiterate it enough, and I just hope this helps someone. If y'all need to get vaccinated, go get vaccinated. If you need to get tested, go get tested. Walgreens, CVS, um, any uh, medical facility that's holding testing sites and vaccination sites, go get it done and don't be shy about it. I know it's scary. I know the uncertainty of being vaccinated is out there. I completely understand because that's what Eliza's struggling with. He doesn't want to get vaccinated because he's like, a, he's like, if I get it, like, I know me being vaccinated, I can get it again. So it's like, why get vaccinated? So he's kind of struggling with it. My wife, she's kind of on board now, but she's still kind of like apprehensive. And I understand that. 
I completely understand it. But if you can, just do it. That's my mm-hmm. philosophy. I don't, again, I have family members, I have people personally that I know that it's just like, I won't do it. I'm not going to judge you. Whatever you want to do with your life is what you want to do with your life. But I'm just encouraging you to. I'm not ordering you to. I'm just encouraging you to. So that's that's why we've, we've been kind of not being able to do anything recording-wise. And and um, that's my story. And um, that's it. <laughs> that That's all I got. It, 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 yeah, that was rough, man. That That was, Jesus, that was rough. But Again, glory to God, we made it. Mm-hmm. We made it. So um, that's all I got. That's all I got. Um, uh, anything else you want to add to, to to this? And you know, we'll wrap up here. Anything you want to add? No, I don't think so. My baby trying to leave me. So that's the thing for the. Baby. Oh my God! My baby Would you leave me? Let that let that baby go spread her wings. <laughs> Let that baby go spread her wings. You know, she'll be all right. She'll be in good hands with the Lord. She'll be all right. But uh, that's it, y'all. Episode 61 is in the books. Uh, Today is my brother's birthday. Today is August 20th. It's my middle brother's birthday. Uh, Happy birthday. Happy birthday to him. One of the nicest humans you'll ever meet, man. Love my my middle brother. Love the opposite of you. Love my middle brother. Love him to death. (laughs) I'll I'll talk to him later on today. Shut up. Anyway... Uh, y'all holla at us <laughs> on our social media sites. Y'all have no about idea podcast on Twitter and on Instagram. Y'all follow us on our uh, personal uh, uh, sites, um, and we'll we'll holla at y'all next time. Next time we record, we'll talk NFL. I know we we're supposed to talk about it this time, but we'll do our NFL predictions on how our teams is going to go in the rest of the league. I am playing fantasy football. I have a draft on Monday. I can't wait. And um, that's that's all I got, man. <laughs> Get on my nerves. Until next time, peace. Bye. <laughs>